All right, guys, let us tell you about our new sponsors, DraftKings. The return we all have been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping into the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with first deposit. And if you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink when along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me. He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup. And so I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up. I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize, but listen. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Oshie, Backus, Berglund, J-Bo, Perron, Petros, Steiner, Allen, Tarasenko, Gunnarsson, Bennington, Edmund, Shen, Stastny, Elliott, Fabry, Shattenkirk, O'Reilly, Schwartz, Reeves, Yarrow, Barber, Sheparenko, Dunn, Langer, Bruner, Rapportuzzo, Coley, Yakovo. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. A team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. So give me a we went blues. Whee! 
the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Thank you, Tom Calhoun, and hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power, too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Tom Franklin, joined as always by my comrade, the man called Wags. Wags, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It's another great day here in the city of St. Louis. We've got hockey back and things are starting to get back to normal. And it's very, very exciting to have that be the case. Actually, it's kind of nice weather today, you know, to, you know, at least for this time of year anyway. Anytime you can, you know, reach into the 50s this time of a year, it's it's a day to uh, day to applaud. Time to wear shorts, right? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Let's not be hasty. OK, March is March is coming up, but it's it's, it's not quite here yet. So uh, this week we are talking with Jordy Cunningham of the King's Den podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network as we continue our tour of our new neighbors in the West Division. Uh, he is our second to last uh, host from the West Division. We have to talk to, we haven't had a chance to talk to Corey and Richie uh, from the Arizona Coyotes uh, quite yet, but that game, those games are coming up on the blue schedule. And when that happens, we'll have them on for you as well. And then I just want to give you a note for next week, next Wednesday, uh, we will be talking with the guys from the quack report. Once again, to kind of get an update on where, our teams are at this point of the season. So uh, that'll be hosted by the quack report, but we'll use the video and audio from that for our podcast next week. And then just one final little bit of uh, housekeeping business. We have a Facebook group now, Wags. Uh, we have started the Blue Notes Bunch. Why don't you tell uh, tell our listeners about the, the Blue Notes Bunch? Well, the Blue Notes Bunch is just another place for fans of Blue Notes, of the Blues, and really of any other Blues-related group to kind of gather and you know chat, hang out during the game, hang out during our broadcast, really just be a part of the Blues you know, society in a sense. We've got Guy the Hawaii Blues fan. We got Luke Widbin a part of it. We got people that have been guests on the show that are a part of it, plus all of our friends and family as well. And I tell you what, Monday night we had it rolling. <laughs> we did. And, and it was, I mean, lots of interaction, lots of fun stuff. And I'll be perfectly honest, I love the fact that we've turned this into a Brady Bunch-esque type of uh group right now. It's it's throwback, it's retro, but it's also current and hockey related. I think it's a perfect blend of the two. Exactly. And it, it is truly retro. And, you know, we all I kind of consider ourselves kind of a family here with me, you, Luke and, and Guy and uh, and our listeners as well. So we just wanted to have a forum for you guys to interact with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page where we post our episodes, but it didn't really give us a lot of time and ability to uh, interact with you. Like you couldn't post on it yourself, yeah. basically. So we just wanted a way to reach out. And of course, Facebook is the medium of emotions and all that. So, <laughs> you know, this is where you can bear your soul and shit post all you want. Uh, it is the Blue Notes Bunch. Um, if you have like your own blues blog or product to promote, we're not going to be dicks. We'll, you know, we'll just, just talk. I mean, maybe talk to us first, but like, you know, we want this to be an open, you know, I don't want to call it a safe space wags, but, uh, uh, I wanted this to be an open, you know, kind of, you know, kick your feet up and just, you know, enjoy blues hockey group. And, uh, um, we're, we're very active as, as Wags alluded to on game nights, you know, I'll be doing a lot of posting there. Wags will be posting Luke Whitman's been doing a lot of posting oh, yeah. there as well. So, 
Um, you know, and in fact, I mean, heck, the, the, the guy may even just start busting out, you know, raps during games. You know, that's he's on a roll lately. He really is on a roll and we're we're lucky to have him along for the ride. So uh, it's very simple on Facebook. Just search for the Blue Notes Bunch. There are no other Blue Notes Bunches on Facebook. So I assure you, you'll find us. Uh, it's very easy, very simple. Uh, join the conversation at the bluenotesbunch.com. And speaking of joining the conversation, Jordy Cunningham of the King's Den podcast is joining the conversation right now. It is our Blue Notes face-off of the week. It's the Blue Notes face-off of the week. And that beautiful NHL 94 music means it is time to welcome our guest for this week, Jordy Cunningham. And Jordy, how's it going tonight, bud? Good. How are you guys? You know, we're we're doing good. We're excited. Hockey is back. Hockey is in full swing. We have actual hockey to talk about and not yes. just, uh, you know, like history pieces. And, you know, like the, the month of November was very hard for us because yeah, we went no, through the five most stomach turning moments in blues history. So it was tough. It <laughs> no, was for tough. Sure it was. It's nice to have real hockey to talk about again. And you guys, I will start with this quickly. You guys know I'm, I'm the host of the Kings Den, but I'm up in Canada. So I will say big day for you guys. Happy inauguration day for you guys. Yes. Big day yes. down there. So we, I'll start with that quickly as well. We have a new president here. Everything seems to be, you know, calm and peaceful about that. I mean, people are you know, obviously going to continue being, you know, how they are on the internet. But, you know, at least, you know, out in public, everything seems to be, you know, nice and yeah. tidy with that. So that's that's a, that's a really good outcome. Uh, you, you bring up the fact that you're in Canada. So one of the things we've been asking, you know, our uh, Western Division brethren is, okay. you know, where they're from and kind of how they became fans of the Kings. And we've been kind of finding that, you know, just like, you know, we have Luke Whitbin who lives in Minnesota. We have Guy mm -hmm. who lives in Hawaii. Hockey fans come from all walks of life and may not even be may not even live in the city of the team that they support. So as you said, you're in Canada, I believe, you know, you're, you're in the Vancouver area. Um, yes. But why the Kings? Why the Kings? So, so uh, the, honestly, as the Kings, because of just the point, like when I, when Isha and Dylan approached me to join the network, it was only down to the Kings and stars left for it's like, do you want the Kings or do you want the stars? <laughs> And I said, you know what, like, uh, uh, like the Kings, I know they're going through a rebound, so I'll, a rebuild, so I'll take the challenge of them because it'll, I, I think it'll be more fun trying to go through a rebuild doing that. So that's what I said. I'm born and raised a Canucks fan, still cheer for the Canucks, but here at the Hockey Podcast Network, I'm the host of the Kings Den. Yeah, that's got to be tough being both a Canucks fan and a Kings fan because I believe those two teams don't have a lot of love lost for each no, other. No, no, they sure don't. They sure don't, especially like to. As a Canucks fan, 2012 always hurts me when you win the President's Trophy and then get ousted in the first round. Like uh, the Kings went on to win the Cup that year, so it worked out. But yes, Wags, we know a little bit about that, don't we? Yeah, and that's why we don't <laughs> like the Sharks. So uh, yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave. We, we we're okay with Nick Floor, but uh, we don't like the Sharks. Hey, so yeah, it was a hell, of a hell of a series between the Canucks and Blues in the bubble. It, it was, it was, and the and the Canucks really just punched yeah. us in the teeth but we we uh, we had I, we had a few players that had covid you know and they were still yeah. kind of struggling from that i don't want to use that as an excuse but they just yeah. the, the that was not the blues that you saw yeah. the real blues yeah, yeah. during that series so um yeah. 
so of course, a lot of us Blues fans, we're usually in bed or in the process of going to bed when Kings games start. Yeah, so true. for so for those of us that don't know or haven't been following the Kings very closely, what the hell happened to the LA Kings in the last few years? Well, you know, it's kind of it just kind of run it's one of those things where it's run where you're running your course, right? Like you had your uprise and now you have the downfall. It happens it happens everywhere. Sometimes it's a long run. Sometimes it's a short run, but the Kings had their run, had their two cups. And then it, it, it's a perfect storm in the NHL nowadays where it's like, you have your young guys and then they get to the time where it's, where it's big contract time. And that's about the time where, where the team starts to struggle. Then it's time to rebuild sort of thing. I mean, like we Dowdy, Kopitar, Brown, Carter, these are all huge guys and they were great on the cup runs and now they're on the long-term deals and they're still, they're still layers on this team, obviously, but you get to the point where they're, where you can't afford everyone, you know? And then also yeah. you try to make the big splash as like to save a season. And that was Kovalchuk and that was a disaster for the Kings. And I like, so, but you no, know, now one of the top prospect pools in hockey, people don't realize how good this team is going to be real quickly. And of course, you know, we we're kind of worried about that here in St. Louis Wags. We you know we don't have the we don't have the big dowdy level contracts here, Wags, but we do have some contracts that we're kind of like, you know, four or five years down the road, it might get a little Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And we're not gonna be like the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, no. because they are absolutely they, they were the ones who kind of pioneered that. <laughs> you never go full you never go full Blackhawks. Yeah. Never go full Blackhawk. <laughs> yeah. No, never. <laughs> never. Uh, now now there was there was a bit of a spark of hope last season after uh, Willie Desjardins was canned and Todd McClellan came in. We know him very well from the Sharks tenure. The team seemed to respond and play better at that point. So what happened since then? Well, you know, w Willie D got fired, thankfully. I didn't really like him up here in Vancouver either. So he got fired, thankfully. And then, you know, Head coach Tom McClellan is like, is I think a great fit for this team because he's always had teams that have kind of like already been ready to go, sort of thing. Now we had a team that he had to start from the beginning and it took a year to like really get his system in because it's a completely different system. And the players talked about that coming into training camp this year. It was like a, a, an adjustment, learning to a new system this year. And now like they know it and they're, they're much more comfortable in it going into this season. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we kind of dealt with that when uh, we can Mike Yo and brought in, you know, Craig Ruby. Sometimes just a fresh face, you know, helps. And I, I know Yo, yeah. by the time his uh, tenure was done, he had completely lost the locker room. Um, mm -hmm. So I so I think that was kind of what, what was happening to Desjardins as well. Um, mm -hmm. So let's go and talk about the team a little bit itself. Uh, you know, one of your team's better forwards over the years, Tyler Toffoli, traded two your Vancouver Canucks shortly after, uh, mm -hmm. of course, getting a hat trick in the Winter Classic. Uh, was it clear mm -hmm. that Toffoli wasn't coming back to L.A. in the offseason, or did the team just feel it was best to cash in on him with the team not going anywhere the next couple of years? No, I, I think it was just best to cash in on him, and I think there was uh, – when, when the trade happened, there was definitely interest in bringing him back, but I think they realized, like, we are rebuilding, and look at our prospect pool, like – Soon, like in a couple of years, we're going to be in the position where we're not going to where we're going to have to sign our prospects, even though they're not even like quite in the league yet necessarily. We're going to be at the time where we have to sign our prospects. So I don't think I think they did realize and come to a point where, yeah, we're not going to bring them back, which is sad. But at the same time, hey, it's time to move on sometimes. Right. So it's the prospect pools coming in. 
Yeah, when we're, we saw that here in St. Louis with you know Alex Petrangelo not being re-signed. We had to trade away Jake Allen. Yeah. It's all about managing the, the cap and, and the money. Uh, and, and the Kings also traded Stanley Cup hero Alec Martinez to Vegas for a pick that eventually became Elias Anderson and a second rounder in 2021. You feel that was a good mm-hmm. return for Martinez? Uh, at the draft picks, yes. And then, I honestly, I like the risk of Anderson. He he didn't play in the first couple of games. He played his first game last night. And honestly, there was two thirds of the fourth line, fourth line was changed out last night. And they brought it for the like Anderson. I really liked his game on the fourth line last night. I think it was just under ten minutes he played. And honestly, I like the risk reward of the trade because he is a guy that maybe he just needed a change of scenery. Like what was he seventh overall to the Rangers and he just yeah. hasn't worked out. So maybe just a change of scenery for the guy is all he needs. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with him. Yeah. No, well, nothing like going from the big uh, lights of New York to the big lights of LA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually. Well, and, it, and it's, and, and, and as you said, you know, Anderson, you know, I, I always kind of liked this game. You know, I, I feel that he never really got a fair shake in New York and, uh, you know, it, it's no, he's not going to be a superstar number one center. And I guess when you're the seventh overall pick, like we dealt with that with Eric Johnson here in St. Louis, where he yeah. was the number one overall pick. And when you're the number one overall pick, you have certain expectations. And while Johnson's proven to be a good defenseman in his career and, and just kind of a solid, steady presence for Colorado, um, he's not, he, he never w- would have lived up to the number one label here in St. Louis. And that kind of dogged him a little bit. Anderson, you know, you, you go to L.A., a team that's going to give you all the chances in the world and exactly. you get a chance to shine. And, you know, if, if he just becomes a solid defensive minded middle six center uh, for the second round pick that you gave up, I mean, you're pretty much giving away a lottery ticket. And at that point of the second round, are there Leah Sanderson's available at that point? You know, so it's you know, it's it, it seems like a good value move. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, like the Kings have done such a great job at acquiring draft picks that I was okay with getting rid of one because I think it was eight picks they had in the last draft and they have the same in the next draft coming up. So I was kind of okay. I I like the risk reward of the trade. That's for sure. Well, I don't want to say these two guys are necessarily off the proverbial scrap heap, and I want to say that uh, Anderson was off the scrap heap, but the Kings did effectively replace Toffoli and Martinez this offseason with Ali Mata and eventually uh, Andreas Atanaseu, who I guess he was on the scrap heap because, you know, no one wanted him for the longest time. But both are 26 years old. Both have performed well in the past. You know, Mata was a solid defender for... Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then uh, Atanaseu. I mean, he, the guy was acquired at the trade deadline last year for two second rounders. I mean, he must be good, right? Um, so, was was were these pickups? You know, kind of uh, w- were they brought in with the future in mind? Like, whenever you know, by the time the Kings get better, you know, maybe they'll you know they'll be part of you know the core going forward, or uh, are they just kind of like plugs for the present? I I call these guys middle of the road guys. They're the stopgap guys. They're the guys that come in for a year or two while the rebuild is happening, sort of thing. We kind of had that with Marty Furk last year. He's known for mm-hmm. having the hardest shot in hockey. They he he came onto this team last year and played so well that he got a two year extension as a stopgap stopgap guy. So like Athanasiu and Mata are just higher level stopgap guys, but I really like them. I actually I did a live stream with. Uh, the soda pod guys for the start of the season last Wednesday and uh, our last Thursday and Seda Hoppy was arguing with me that 
Ole Mata's bad. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, he's going to be good for this team. And he, like, him and Doty are really excited to play together. And Athanasiu, I love that signing. Like, one year deal, I think it was a million and a half. He scored 30 goals before in a season. Like, he's going to bring the offense. Like, yes, he's bad. Yes, he's not the best defensively. But that offense, like, the offense he brings and the speed he brings can really help this lineup. And he has three goals in three games to start the season. So it's an instant impact early on and the line that they've put together with him and second year center Blake Lazat and Jeff Carter on the right wing. That's been a really, that, a line that I've really liked a lot earlier this season. That sounds yeah, a lot could, like uh, Mike Hoffman coming to St. Louis. Kind of. <laughs> I, I was, I was actually going to say Bill Guerin, you know, back when the blues were really bad and they brought Guerin in for that one year, just to be kind of a veteran stopgap type of a presence. And uh, he, was, he was, I would say he was better than a stopgap, but uh, the blues were still pretty bad at that point. Wags. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah they, yeah. they were pretty bad at that point. And, you know, we know the Kings aren't the Kings that tormented the blues in the playoffs years ago. You're kind of going through what we went through in the mid two thousands. Uh, what would you consider a strength of the Kings this year? Uh, Oh, strength. I, I think it's just the the ability to be able to like get get better as a team. Like last year was real tough. And I think just all around, if they can just be a little better, just like a little just like you want to go another stair up. And if they can do that this season and just keep doing that in the following seasons, then I think this season is a success for sure. Well, yeah, you mentioned the team's toughness. Uh the blues signed Kyle Clifford this offseason. Yeah, I was you know, mention long time yeah. king. Do, do you yeah. guys miss him in LA? Uh, I would say it's it's nice having the the like the scrapper on the fourth line, but at the same time, I kind of like the new like uh, we've played around with the fourth line a little bit, but we have Matt Luff who's been around a little bit and he's excited to be a part, part of this team and he's a tough guy. We have Curtis McDermott on the back end who's a tough guy, so I think he he kind of fills the role. I'm sure Kings fans miss Kyle Clifford, but he's it's kind of like Toffoli where it was time to let him go sort of thing yeah that kind of makes sense it, it really doesn't make sense for a guy like clifford to be on a team like the kings that are rebuilding and he's not like yeah. a i mean granted he's never going to be like the keystone of a team but i mean it, it just kind of makes sense like a ryan reeves for instance you know he's got yeah. a good role in vegas but vegas is a really good team as well so yeah you know sure. almost 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 seems like the reeves and the cliffords of the world are kind of almost like luxuries instead of mm -hmm. uh you know real necessities for a team anymore um, now, of course, uh, we haven't talked about the goaltending yet for the Kings. Of course, Jonathan Quick mm -hmm. might not be as quick as he used to be. Yeah. Um, so is is goaltending considered the biggest glaring weakness for the Kings this year, or is it something else? Uh, so I would say, like, the, the numbers don't look like the numbers aren't the best. But, like, Jonathan Quick wasn't that bad last season. He kept the Kings in a lot of games. And... Cal Peterson, I really like him in net. I really think he's the future. And also kind of the goalie prospect pool is pretty good. So, and I've also, it was tough losing uh, Grosinek to waivers, but that was uh, kind of shitty early on in the season because Peterson had to start on the COVID list to start the year. The Kings had a little bit of COVID problems. So it was shitty <laughs> losing Grosinek, even though he was, I think, a 31-year-old goaltender with only a couple starts. I kind of liked him as just as, again, a stopgap kind of third string guy but the prospect pool of goaltenders isn't good and honestly i've been saying for a while and kings fans don't i don't think like hearing me say this but i think jonathan quick is going to be in seattle i think that's just me but that's that's the thought i've had especially if peterson has a good year this year but that's just my thoughts on the matter 
Yeah, yeah, Wags. Justin Falk and uh, uh, Jonathan Quick are going to be look great in those Kraken uniforms next year. Yeah, as soon as we get to find out what they look like, because uh, they haven't released those yet, they're going to be damn good, though. I, I, they I'm, are. I'm excited for yeah. Seattle, no question whatsoever. Oh, yeah. uh, and and you're talking about you know youngsters coming into this team over the next couple of years, so that means you've got some looking for a chance. Who are the breakout candidates uh, for the Kings this year? Well, right now I'll go with like guys kind of on the team right now that have kind of got chances over the last couple because there are guys that are top prospects, but they're not like they might get a chance this year, but they haven't yet. So I'll start with guys that are on the team. Gabe Velarde. He had a he came in last season. I think it was 10 games. He had 10 points in 10 games or something like that. He's a guy I really like. Uh Mikey Anderson on the back end. He's a defenseman. His brother plays for uh the Devils. Uh I really like him on the back end. The thing about this Kings team. Last two World Juniors, they've had nine prospects play in the tournament. Nine each time. So that just goes to show you like where this prospect pool is. And also a guy that I really want to see more of is Tobias Bornfoot. He was drafted with the Jake Muzzin pick that the Kings got from the Leafs a couple years ago. He impressed so well at training camp last year that he played his first three career games as an 18-year-old and then got sent down for the rest of the year. He's played in the World Juniors last couple of years. He's the seventh defenseman or maybe on the taxi squad right now. The Kings keep making moves every day. I can't keep up. But I really I really think he could take a step up this season on the back end as well. Well, and of course, your number two pick this past draft uh, was uh, Quentin mm-hmm. Byfield, and yes. you know he's not he's not in the NHL yet. I mean, you know, last year the Rangers uh, decided to play their number two pick Capo Caco in the NHL mm-hmm. to very mixed results. Uh, Byfield, obviously, not on the on the on the team this year. So, what's what's his development looking like, and what's kind of the uh, projection for uh, Byfield going forward? So I honestly think part of it is be- is with like the schedule with the World Juniors and stuff like that. Like four of the prospects from the World Juniors had to come down from Edmonton at the bubble to LA and they had to quarantine. So they didn't get on the ice with the Kings till the Monday, uh, two, day- two days before the season started. So they didn't get much time with the team. So I think that's a reason why they didn't get much time with them. Bornfoot, he was kind of ready already. But like that Monday, that was the first time Byfield had even met his new teammates since being drafted, like first time skating oh. with them. So he's starting, he's starting in the AHL born foot. Isn't he's on the taxi squad. Turcotte actually came back, came to LA hurt. He got hurt in the gold medal game against Canada and uh Kaliev's other one. And he got sent down to on the Ontario rain as well. But I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys in a King, at least get a chance in a Kings Jersey this season. Okay. Now, of course, you know, the Kings were unfortunately a very popular pick to finish in the basement of the West Division among THPN hosts doing all those prediction mm-hmm. graphics before yeah. the season. By the way, Wags, we still need to do the East and the uh, uh, Canada <laughs> Division at some point. Um, how do you see the West Division shaking out and where do the Kings fit in this year? So they'll be near the bottom for sure, but I think honestly, like, I agree with a lot of people, obviously, that they're going to take a step forward this year. And, like, I don't think Arizona is very good. I don't think Anaheim is very good. San Jose isn't good. So, like, <laughs> the bottom four could honestly be a scramble in the in the division. I think the playoff teams are going to be pretty set in uh, Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. But the other four, I think it's a scramble. 
Well, I feel kind of dumb now because, you know, all four of us here at Blue Notes picked the Coyotes to be number four and be the fourth playoff team. And they, they, everyone, they, like, they are the absolute wild card team, I think, of this they division are. because, they they, like, it, the, 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 you've had Colorado constantly winning the West. You've had the Kings and Sharks, uh, you know, the being the bottom two teams usually. And then it's like Arizona could be anywhere from like second to eighth. It's, 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 yeah, it's really, no, it's really bizarre. It's wild. It is. It's wild. And like, just looking at the division, like Anaheim's kind of up on, on the up and up with the prospects as well. Uh, San Jose, they're about to have be where the Kings were the last couple seasons because they still have those big contracts, but they're like, they don't really have the in-between guys or anything. So like, nope. they're going to be the ones that are really struggling for the next few years in my mind. Yeah, the Detroit of the West. And they don't yeah. have any cups. Yes, and they didn't get any cups. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Oh, oh darn. Uh yeah. So so <laughs> let, let's 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 talk about the Kings biggest rivals. Uh would it be Anaheim out in the valley, San Jose? We've seen some bloody battles there. Or Ooh, is it those question. chirpy tweeters in Vegas? You know, honestly, it kind of sucks because the biggest rivalry last season was Calgary. Because oh, really? Kachuk, Kachuk and Doughty hate each yeah. other. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's right. They went at it last season. So it kind of sucks that we don't get that this year. But, hey, maybe it'll just build up for whenever it happens again sort of thing. But in the division, like, Vegas is always fun to play. And actually, LA has always played well against Vegas. They won the season series last year. And the California games are always fun as well. But at the same time, like, over the years, you play them so much that, like, the rivalry is there. But sometimes there is, like, a little bit of a quieter game sort of thing so and honestly i'm excited for speaking of the future like when you watch that american team at the world juniors this year there are three like big players up front were turcott the, the whole top line was turcott kaliev and zegris turcott and kaliev are the kings zegris is anaheim hmm. so i'm excited to see them go toe-to-toe in the future yeah, that's going to be a really, really fun matchup. You know, by, by the way, you mentioned the Kings, you know, playing well against Vegas. Uh, the Coyotes always have the Blues number. And uh, I think uh, I'm not going to say this. I can't speak for Wags, but I put Arizona in fourth just so they could maybe be nice to us and let us win one every now and then, you know, because they seem to <laughs> they seem to always beat us every time. They're our bogey team. Them and Nashville always got our number. And you haven't played. It's early. You haven't played Minnesota yet. Right? No, we've not. No, we've not so, played Minnesota. That, that that's actually so. So we we got to walk that back, Wags. We still got to talk to the Soda Pod yeah. in addition to uh, Corey and Richie. Because, uh, but it's it, but it's easy to forget about Minnesota, Wags, because it it's is. Minnes- it it, is. It's, it, it's the Minnesota Mild. It is. No, it is. I completely agree. But this this rookie they signed out of Russia, he's Kaprizov. the true man. Kaprizov, he is fun to watch. He I, I, absolutely I, killed it in those two games against the Kings. I, I've got him on my fantasy team for the for THPN, and I'm a believer. Uh, Captain, yeah. he's he he is the absolute goods. He, um, he is like he did like the first game of the season. Only reason he scored that overtime winner was the worst turnover in the world by Dustin Brown, and he messed up on his beak, <laughs> and it still got past Jonathan Quick, which oh, really wasn't good. And then he kind of got a got a rookie moment in the second season, bad turnover that led to a goal. But other than that, he was fun to watch in those two games. Pretty scary when a player that doesn't look his best can still get results, you know. Like, oh, and that's, that's, a, that's a guy yeah. like, yeah, that's that's Caprizov yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so we've been asking all of our guests, you know, as we've been doing our tour of the West Division, to drop a diss track or, you know, call oh, out cool. another THPN host. And no one's really taken us up on that. And, Wags, we have a Canadian here, so he's definitely not going to do it. Oh, but, yeah, no, no, no. We, I'm too, too nice. Way too I don't nice. want to do that. Way I don't too call nice. Out anyone. Yeah. Here, so, so no, no, no diss tracks for I, anyone. I, I already, I already said that San Jose sucks. Is that good enough? <laughs> that works. You know what? That that's perfect. You know what? We'll we'll, we'll count that. We will count that. Absolutely. We, we, we can clip that up too. We can clip that up and do whatever we want with it now. And and, and the crazy thing, and the crazy thing is, is Dylan and Nick Floor, they're nice too. So yeah. it's like you know, oh, we, yeah. that's like the most we can muster. Yeah. I, hey, I also, State of Hoppy and I argued about Oli Mata, whether it was good or not. So if you want to throw that in there as well. You, you know, I, I've noticed State of Hoppy is kind of the Soda Pods enforcer. Like, you know, he he's the one. He likes to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he, he can't stand Oli Mata. He thinks he's just the worst. Well, and I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him and Doughty together. Well, we know we know Hoppy's on performance enhancers when it comes to uh, arguments, you know, with with all the true. with all the beer that he drinks. So true, true. Oh true, boy, true. yeah. You know, you almost have to get like some sort of uh, side, not podcast, but side segment where he basically takes on something on another podcast, whether it's you and Olimata or somebody else. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's almost like a segment <laughs> where it's like Hoppy versus, and he argues against the argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, like a, he's like a new Derek Bugard. <laughs> rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Rest former former peace. wild, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Jordy, where can we find you on the internet? Uh on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the King's Den THPN. My personal Twitter is at Cunningham Jordy. As you can see, that's Jordy with a Y. A lot of people do it, i.e. they spell it wrong. It's with a Y. <laughs> and uh, on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham 23. All right. Sounds good. And I would ask you who you're going to have on your podcast, but uh, it's going to be us. So Yeah, you guys, are, uh, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So and so after we're done here, you'll you'll record with us. And if you uh, want to hear the some Blues fans talking Blues hockey with a Kings fan, Check out the Kings then this week. Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, All righty. Jordy Thanks, Cunningham, thank, thank you so much for being a guest on Blue Notes this week. And I think that's going to do it, Wags. Any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, Blue Kings Saturday and Sunday. I, I'm I'm ready for our first true back-to-back. Uh, to yeah. Interesting to see how it, how it plays out. Uh, you're probably going to see Billy Huso this weekend. So let's, uh, let's hope <laughs> it's a good one. Oh man, there's gonna be fireworks from Billy Husos and that not the not the ones you like to see. Uh and, and speaking of which, because the Sunday game is at seven PM, we probably will not be at our usual six thirty time. We might do a little pregame action we'll uh, work out the logistics the logistics of that as as we get closer to that so uh, we always stream live on sundays uh at six thirty we'll move that up a little bit of course we're available wherever you get your podcast from mondays and thursdays as well so that's gonna do it for us here on blue notes i want to thank you for listening and watching because without you there is no me there is no wags there is no jordy and there is no hockey podcast network i'm tom franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle a reminder that you can follow blue notes on twitter facebook and instagram at blue notes pod i'm the voice of the blues tom calhoun jeremy boyer play us out Thank <laughs> you.
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.